0: So hi, Wolf Canoise Podcast. I'm Shane.
1: I'm Glory, and
0: we're here with Dawson Schultz from the ongoing concept. All right, some <laughs> questions. Say about their upcoming album again. So congrats on that, by the way. How do you feel about the response to it so far?
2: Uh, it's been it's been awesome. Uh, I think we weren't really sure how people would take. You know, like when you've been on hiatus for six years you don't know if people are still like even know who your band is anymore. So uh we were kind of unsure, but it seems like the reaction and recept like just people have seemed to really enjoy it and they're super excited for everyone to be back. So it's been pretty, pretty cool to see. Hell yeah. The album rocks. Oh yes. Oh, thank you. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> you guys probably heard it before everyone else, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. No, there's a lot of songs in there that I really I'm excited for people to hear beyond just the three that we've released so far. So it's cool when, yeah. you know, you guys get to hear it before everyone else and, and get to, you know, give me a little bit of uh, of what's it called? Uh, neutral. Uh, Feedback. Unbiased opinion. Feedback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's that so- awesome.
1: Sure. Uh, so is there any meaning behind the album title or cover art?
2: Yeah, there, so the album title kind of came from a combination of you know us coming back as a band again and uh also trying to go back to our roots in the sense that i didn't want to like give our audience like a brand new ongoing concept i wanted to make sure we were still doing stuff that we've done in the past so people would go oh this sounds like the ongoing concept um and so i spent a lot of time going back to our older songs. Uh, Back to our, like older sessions on Pro Tools or whatever, and like seeing what we were doing back at those times. I mean, that was 2013 when we were doing Saloon, 2014 slash 15 when we were doing Handmade, and I really wanted to see like kind of where our headspace was at at the time. So I wanted to make sure we kept those elements uh, for for everyone. And through that, I kind of started to think, you know, it's really cool to. Have these songs, you know, dig through them. But I'm curious if it would make sense to maybe, you know, almost have like a part two or like, you know, do something where we're making references to some of these songs. And so then that idea kind of came about with the word again, because we just kept using the word again when we were writing, because they're always just saying, it's so, it's so great to be back making songs again. You know, we, it's just so fun to be doing this again. Like the word again just came into conversation over and over again and I was like you know that would be a great album title and so then we started you know making references to older songs and then putting those song titles in there so um that's i mean that's kind of like a small synopsis of how it all came about uh the the album artwork was kind of the same thing where we had the VHS idea and we used it in our music videos and What's like? What's the one thing about a, a VHS that is the constant no matter what beyond just pushing play? It's rewinding. You always have to rewind a VHS tape. And so rewinding and the word again kind of seem like, you know, one and the same. And so I thought it'd be such a cool conceptual thing to have artwork of, you know, a VHS graveyard of all of our songs and VHS form, you know, buried under the ground and so that's kind of where it came from it also it also came from the fact that I kind of procrastinated on the artwork and uh, <laughs> then the label asked for it and I'm like oh no I have no idea <laughs> oh shit so I kind of just made that idea real quick and it actually turned out better than I expected it to <laughs> hell yeah
1: absolutely uh, um I was just gonna ask uh with kind of revisiting your old pieces of work how did you manage to kind of recreate that kind of same vibe and go back into that headspace without uh, basically just making doubles of what you've already done and kind of just keeping the sound fresh and new for you guys.
2: Are you talking about like, like doubles as in like, like remakes of the same song or something
1: doubles as in like this song sounds exactly like this song that we made back in
2: 2014. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. I mean, the thing is, is I, I could never be back in the headspace that I was in 2013. But I can kind of imagine what it would have been like. And Mm -hmm. I think because of that, I was able to still keep a um, still keep like a mature 31 year old Dawson uh, vibe along with trying to sound like we used to sound. And -hmm. so I think that kind of keeps it unique and not exactly like we're ripping off a song from that era, Uh, because I just don't know. I just don't know, like. Where my head was at. It's really hard to get back into that frame of mind. You know, it's similar to like when a TV show comes back and like, like that's that '90s show. Mm -hmm. You know, you know, like they actually did it really well, but you can still tell that, like, you know, Topher Grace, as well as he's doing his role, you can still tell like he's probably been struggling to figure out where his head was at 20 years ago when he was doing that character, and it's just the same thing. But I think because of that and the maturity that we've all had and then growing up and listening to different music and finding you know different passions or different styles of music that we are more passionate about today I think that was able to cultivate a very um, fresh perspective of what the ongoing concept is but also keep like those traditional roots
0: of our band gotcha that makes sense Um, so can you tell us a little bit about your writing process for this album um Wow,
2: I've, I'm surprised I've not gotten this question yet. Wow, this
0: is like this is the
2: ninth <laughs> interview I've done in a week. So or not oh ninth? It, yeah, I've, I just did one like 30, 40 minutes ago before. before. Uh, <laughs> it's fun. I like to talk, so it's all good. Um, <laughs> the writing process. Well, our writing process is kind of weird because we we don't really like. A lot of bands do this, I guess, but we don't like sit in a room and have all our instruments out and then like jam and write music. We kind of write as we're recording. And since I have like a legit, you know, studio, a lot of times our demos are kind of like potentially going to be in the final form um, already. And so a lot of our stuff is is just built around that. And how I think how we write is, especially when it comes to like the vocals, we'll do the music first. And then we'll we'll lay down vocals, but I never like sit down with a pen and paper and like write lyrics of like how I'm feeling or this and that. I'm what I usually do is I'll just push record on the microphone, push record on my DAW, and start screaming or singing something, just whatever. And it won't even have lyrical content. It could just be like random words that I'm saying. And I'll do that and get like a cool melody going and a cool phrasing going until something sounds right. And then after the fact, oftentimes I will then have to go back through and put lyrics to the phrasing and the weird melodies that I created, uh, which is sometimes a pain in the ass because I don't know what I'm supposed to be talking about. So it's kind of a weird thing. Like if you if you're to listen to some of our old, like you know, sessions of even this album, going back when we we're just starting to figure out the process of the vocals and stuff, it would just be me saying random syllables random words nothing made sense and it would sound really silly and it sounds nothing like the you know final thing so that's kind of the writing process i think another thing too is you know tj our bass player and 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 parker our drummer both can record themselves too and so oftentimes um, we'll keep everything in like a Dropbox, and so they can access the sessions on their computer at home and then do some work to it do what they want And it's kind of become like a cool collaborative process uh, through it all. So TJ Parker and I really are the ones like diving in, doing stuff on the side, but um, yeah, I mean, our process is just really weird and it's, it's not really conventional I think to how other bands do it. And since we produce everything ourselves, we don't go to a studio and do everything there. A lot of bands will, will come into the studio with like two or three demos that they've made. And then the producer over a course of like a month, they'll just sit and, and help write with the actual band. And a lot of times the, the producer is writing just as, as he's like a fifth member or a sixth yeah. member of the band. Uh, so that's not really how we do it. So it's, it's just different, I think, in some ways. And we also take a long ass time. <laughs> <So 'cause laughs> two years, like I've been sitting on like feel again. We had that song finished like in uh, like February of 2020. Damn. Oh, so, and we wrote and we shot the music video in may of 2021 wow! so or something like that so it's been like three years of having feel again which is our very first song we wrote mm-hmm. and then we wrote an album after that but the the music video has been almost out for two or been done for two months we did go back yeah. and redo some stuff like three weeks ago right before but we we haven't changed like how we look we still i still have long hair kyle still has long hair so you can't even tell this the stuff we shot three weeks ago and what we shot two years ago Mm -hmm. but that's how long i've been sitting on that song so it's been very it's been very uh i don't know patience is a virtue i guess but i've just been sitting on them hoping people will enjoy them and here we are you know one week away or five four days away to to releasing it so it's very very exciting that's awesome hell yeah
1: awesome uh, so what song off this album belongs to write and which one is your personal favorites?
2: Um, feel again, for sure. So that's, that's why it's so old is because it took us like six months. It was like our first single. We didn't know if we were even going to want to be a band, like doing full length record. We just wanted to see what writing was like. And we were a little, all a little rusty and we we're trying to get the flow of how um, everything was going to be with writing again. So we just took our, time on that song and it took like i don't know four or five months of just not, not writing every day we would just oh at first at no, no 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 at first we would just come over once a week and just feel it out and see how we were interacting um and and how much we actually wanted to write music and so it was a very slow build up and then once that song was basically done Everything was back to like how it used to be. The gears were turning, all that rust was scraped off, and we were writing songs much faster. But that was definitely the the hardest and the longest song. What was the other question too? You had a part, second part.
1: Yep. Your personal favorite off the album.
2: My okay. My personal favorite. I really like Melody again. I just think it has a lot of like I just I just love that song. And then I really like the last song, Falling Again. I think that's like I don't know. I actually, I actually had that song partially written. Like I wrote that song actually right after places. So that song's kind of not like wrote it, but like I had the most of the skeleton foundation of it uh, right after we finished our previous record. And it just sat on my computer for like five years. And and then I I looked it up one day and I'm like, Oh, this is really cool. Let's let's expand on this. So I, I think there's a lot of history to that song. Plus it also has a conceptual Um, story that connects with all the other records as well so i really love doing that type of stuff where you connect you know songs together and that's kind of what this whole album is but that song in particular is connecting with the previous last song of the record that also connects with the last song of the previous record and then the you know so it's like the four-part series
0: of Stuff going on. <laughs> That's, That's crazy.
1: It's all linked together.
0: Was, yeah. At one At what point did that like was that intentional or did that just kind of wind up happening?
2: Um, I think when we when we did "Goodbye So Long, My Love," which is on Saloon, we didn't really know where it was going to go. And then we, and then Handmade starts with the last note of that song on the first track. So then I was like, oh, this is connecting and i think that's when i got the idea let's make every last song of the record be like a continuation of the previous last song on, on the record so it, it kind of came from that i mean i've i've always been a big dream theater fan um and they've they used to do i mean i haven't listened to them in years but they had all these records that would connect or have a song or like have a, a whole album that just was one continuous song and so those kind of concepts were very like ingrained in me at an early age and so i think i just always have this outside the box thinking when it comes to our records without even realizing it and so i don't know i don't it just kind of comes naturally to just be like oh let's make this this way so yeah that's kind of how the last song of the record connecting with everything else kind of came about i think
0: makes sense um, so how the track list the album come about? Did you guys write the opener, be the opener and close a big closer? Did you shuffle around and see what fits? What was that process like?
2: I mean, other than the first song and the last song always being like conceptually connected, um, in the sense that the, the last song on our last record places, the very last part is it's continuation. So the very first song is continuing that whole story. Yeah. Same with the last song. So those two were like solidified as that's what's, that's the track list. Um, with that, But then the other eight songs, uh, I think we just wanted to go with like, I always like listening to songs from front to back or sorry, albums from front to back. I do miss how Spotify has kind of ruined the idea of like putting, you know, a CD in your car and listening all the way through. Obviously, people love vinyl, so that is a thing to an extent. But I do miss the days where, you know, the idea of putting your songs in a particular order on a record actually was for a reason other than just randomly shuffling through them so for this record i think we just wanted to we always want to go with something that hits really hard right off the bat and then um, we we sometimes like to we like to do like really heavy like a few really heavy songs to then get a little bit more tame towards the middle to then come back really heavy again to then end with something very like Story esque, which is always the last song. So, yeah, I think I think it goes. Is it amends or it goes again? Amends again? Feel again? Failures and fakes again? I think I'm I'm off the top of my head. I can't really remember. And You're then, it. Uh, That's okay. and then, uh, is it um you will go again? And then on uh, do you I want forgot. me to
1: read it off? Yeah, I read them
2: to me. I okay. I don't have to hold up
1: again amends again feel again failures fakes again you will go again prisoner again melody again unwanted again saloon again and falling again okay Mm -hmm.
2: yes so i guess there really isn't any slower songs in the middle i think we kind of just wanted to have i think we just didn't want to have too many songs that sounded the same next to each other so we kind of spread you know, like prisoner against is just really crazy feel again is really crazy, but mm-hmm. then there's, there's, you know, you will go and failures there's a kind of to break it up, to give a little bit more diversity. And then, and then unwanted again, right before saloon again is like a good way to kind of bridge. Cause saloon goes really nuts for a second there. So, yeah, I mean, that's, I think that's just our way of, of doing it. Uh, I did hear this interesting thing. I, I had a conversation with Matt Carter from Emory. Mm. I don't know if, if you've, Listen to their album called uh we do what we want it's from like 2010 but we were discussing how they did it and it's it's interesting they went with the most heaviest song and then went down until it was basically the most quietest song so i I thought that was a really cool idea but we, we never did that
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, no,
1: no, no. Uh, so would you be able to tell us where your headspace is out while you were creating this record
2: um i think well i think we were all We were all in a really good, like the coolest thing was we took a break for a while. So we all could kind of mature, grow up, find different passions besides music. And so, you know, I'm married now. Um, My brother Kyle has two kids now. Um, Parker is getting married in July. Like we're all growing as individuals and settling down a little bit, becoming more adult-ish and just being who we are and not having a band to define who we are all the time. And so I think with this record, it was such a breath of fresh air because we, we weren't doing this because like it was our identity. Like if this band, if if the album never went anywhere, like we still have our jobs, we still have our passions that we have that, that doesn't always involve music. And so the writing process and the headspace we were in was very like, I don't know. We just weren't worried about, it it was just naturally fine and there's no fighting there's no um there wasn't really even any like butting heads at all it was just very very much um it was just fun it kind of felt like when we were writing our very first record saloon like we didn't really have any we didn't really have any uh things like any shits to give because we weren't signed yet we wrote the whole record of saloon before we even got this before salty even picked us up so that whole time we were just writing basically for nobody and we didn't care if anyone really liked it or hated it um we just loved writing music and so this time around it felt very much like that it felt like the first time and you kind of it kind of brings back that childhood um you know that feeling that you get that nostalgia feeling that you get Mm -hmm. of of those good old times and that's kind of exactly where we're at felt like the good old times for sure oh yeah that's <laughs> awesome that makes me so happy
0: and you know we we've spoken to a lot of bands that have had you know have taken the break and came back and reunited and it's always been been the same thing and it's always so good to hear that like it's a breath of fresh air for all of these bands like they they're 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 enjoying the writing again you know yeah
2: yeah cuz you get into a flow where it's just like record tour record tour record tour and it becomes just this like oh all right next six months are focused on the album now and i think that that routine gets really really boring and really monotonous and and at the same time too no one is growing up no one is it's like a childhood movie star like you you always see them and they go i don't even know i didn't even have a childhood my childhood was you know being in malcolm in the middle or something like it's it's just not it's not healthy personally. Um, and so a lot of these bands that are just doing it over and over again, I'm not surprised that they have a difficult time. And I'm not surprised that they often will, you know, kick members out or have or have you know, break, break up altogether and then maybe go on hiatus and then, you know, find themselves and mature and grow up and then come back. And it's a whole new, you know, mature, awesome experience. But it is tough because some people are touring at like 16 years old and, mm-hmm. You know they're 25 now or 26, and like those really crucial years, 18 to 25, are completely lost in a new city every night and Walmart parking lots in a 15-passenger van. Like it's not, yeah. it's not very healthy. Yeah, so. no, absolutely. Not at all.
0: Um, so this question should be super, super quick off the top of your head. I want you to describe this album for new listeners in three words, no more, no less.
2: Uh, good old times.
1: okay that's perfect oh
2: yeah 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 it really it really feels like that just it just feels um good old days good old times good old days whatever one you guys want to use yeah
0: oh yeah
1: Yeah, that's perfect so can you talk about any particularly challenging or standout moments from the creation of this album positive or negative
2: uh i think i think the funnest part i think one of the funnest times was when we did like a little teaser video we did a couple, we did a few teaser videos. Um, we did, we did one where it shows me like coming back to the band and I'm, I come into the house and everyone's jamming. And I'm like, I don't know if you guys saw it, but it's, it was, it was basically me being like, I thought you guys all quit, blah, blah, blah. And then it's just a funny little video that was really fun to make. Um, mm-hmm. I would say a a rough time was nothing to do with, with us mm-hmm. like fighting or anything. It had to do with TJ actually having to get brain surgery last uh, February. Shit. He was out of commission for like a couple months. So he had, he, we thought he had a, a brain tumor. We thought he had cancer or something. And so, he, cause he lost, he lost his eyesight in one eye. And so after like getting all of his, like doing his MRI or whatever, they found like a thing on like right on his uh forehead here. So he had to get brain surgery surgery to remove it. He doesn't have cancer. He doesn't have a tumor. What he had was like a super rare form of autoimmune disease, which there's only been like a hundred cases or something of it ever. Very, very rare. Mm -hmm. And so it actually, that, that whatever it was mass that was created actually did sever his, his eye, whatever connects your eye to your brain. So he, he is blind in one eye. So it was very, it was a very rough time for him. And it was, it was a rough time for us because we were worried about, you know, our band member and friend, yeah. um, but also it, it kind of put a damper on writing altogether because we were like, you know, is TJ even going to be able to be in the band after all of this? So yeah. it was a little rough, but he he's doing really good now. So um, he, yeah, he's working. He's, he's totally fine. He, we did that tour last November and he was totally fine. So besides just being blind in one eye, he's basically hundred percent. He just has to go and get checked out quite often to make sure that, that that isn't happening like that mass isn't free forming and stuff so mm-hmm. but yeah that was probably the most insane time but uh other than that i mean there isn't really anything super standout-ish um because it just kind of felt like it was a blur after after a while you just start seeing to stuff i mean it was fun to go and get our album mixed by josh Schrader. i flew over there for a week and mixed with him and he's done he did like the lorna shore records or the the new one that got really big. Mm-hmm. Yeah. so it's been really cool to see his career kind of like jump because of how big that band has gotten mm-hmm. so i I was able to mix with him like right before the insanity of all that kind of happened. and I feel like it's gonna be hard to get mixed anything with him now because he's yeah. just blown up yeah. so yeah makes <laughs> it was sense. cool.
1: I'm happy to hear uh, he's recovered um and I'm sorry that that happened that's that's awful, but i'm I'm very happy to hear that he's he's good now.
2: Yes. yeah he's he's great he's uh yeah he just he obviously he just has to go in all the time and get checked out, which is not exactly cheap and it's not exactly like ideal you know it's never yeah. fun to go into those mri machines for thirty minutes, yeah <laughs> yeah Stuff like that yeah
0: um yeah so for this question, I want you to picture you're on tour you're at a gas station for a rest stop. what is your snack of choice yeah station gas stop
2: um I I really like uh like those corn nuts like the like the ranch corn nuts. Um <laughs> yeah. uh, I also enjoy uh I also enjoy like Pringles, like salt and vinegar Pringles. Hell yeah. But I I would say probably the the corn nuts would be the first thing if I had to choose only one.
0: All right
1: not to come off as like rude or anything, but I think you're the only person who eats corn nuts like ever in the entire world.
2: Really? I don't know why I just like, I don't know why I like them. It's weird. I think it might have a little bit of like a weird nostalgia thing from like traveling. Um, Maybe like I'm from Canada too. So maybe there's a Canadian, like a Canadian thing about it. (laughs) Who knows?
1: (laughs) Maybe, maybe. Uh, so, for these last couple questions, we're actually going to shift away from music, if that's okay with you. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. So, we're actually going to go straight to death row. Boom. So, if you're on death row, what would your last meal be with a drink?
2: Wow. Um, that was a stag boy for sure. Uh,
1: <laughs> Thank
0: you.
2: Um, I think I would probably have my mom's uh, tuna casserole. <laughs> all right she makes really good tuna casserole i mean it's nothing too crazy um and then for a drink i would probably just have like the high c that you can get at mcdonald's i don't know why but they make the high c at mcdonald's is great i'm not really like a a carbonated beverage type guy because i i can't really burp like i've never been able to burp before like i don't know it's something neurological with my brain and my esophagus it's it's a thing it's a legitimate thing Mm -hmm. that some people have but yeah so so drinking carbonated beverages is really hard on my stomach because it's just like Mm -hmm. builds up all that pressure and so i'm always like a juice person so yeah the high c for mcdonald's is always like my go-to whenever i go to mcdonald's so i don't know why i thought of that but yeah so it'd be tuna casserole but then tuna casserole's high c does not sound good so i'd almost just be like it's a
1: classic meal it sounds like Like, it sounds like a a childhood classic to me honestly yeah 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 Oh, yeah. i I haven't had tuna casserole in so long my mom used to make it only when like my dad wasn't here because he hates fish but it's like oh. when she did i <laughs> tore that shit off yeah, i love it
2: that's the thing is like i literally will eat so much of that and i'm i'm not a big eater but there's something about my mom's and of course it's when it's your mom or a, a family member like sometimes that shit hits harder than someone else's you exactly know. yeah yeah. Absolutely.
0: Um so if you could live in one fiction world for a week, where would you live?
2: I think it would be well, it's because I'm playing the game. I think it'd be fun to live in the Red Dead Redemption um world. Yeah. Only because if I had the knowledge that I have now and could go into it, I think it would just be fun to just mess around with people that are stuck in eighteen hundreds. Like I just feel like I'd be like the most genius person. And I don't know, I it sounds super weird, but I guess you could say that about any world. Like you could say the Looney Tunes world too and and like having the knowledge you have now, but I don't know, Red Dead would be fun. Uh, but I also grew up on Looney Tunes, like, like I was saying, and that seems fun because I've always wanted to see how Yosemite Sam, how his uh, morning and nightly routine go because he's so crazy. He's always shooting guns and saying stuff.
1: How does he wind down? I just, <laughs> I
2: just want to see him like, because I just imagine him going to bed and just having anxiety and being bummed out about life, but he has so much energy throughout the day. So for me, I feel like it'd just be interesting to see him at like a lowest, like <laughs> a human <laughs> low point, Yeah, just, you know, just to see him sad. Like, I don't know. I like oh? the, I like the inner workings of people. So but yeah, I, also, I also work in the mental health field. So I, I'm, I, I work for a company that focuses on, on helping people with, with mental instability and stuff so yeah. i'm very much like my mind always goes to that type of thing so
0: yeah that makes
1: <laughs> sense. that'd be interesting to see
2: yeah
1: uh, so i have the honor of asking the last question every single person we've spoken to has actually said it is the most important question mm. what is your favorite color
2: um i really like i really like earthy tones so i like a dark almost brown but like maroon-ish color, okay. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Like like yeah. the yeah. Uh, like what's behind you, Glory? Oh, uh, this kind of that. Let me see if I can get a picture of or see it. But yeah, I think something like a color like that, where it's just like a dark maroon. I've always okay, liked that.
1: Yeah, kind of like a like a brick or like a rust.
2: It's um mm-hmm. yeah, because the yours is the one behind you looks a little bit like a rust-ish.
1: Yeah. It's more rust than brick because brick is more kind of bright red now that I'm thinking about it.
2: Yeah. I also really like if my camera. The guitar? Yeah. Hold on. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: I like it's like a seafoam. I like seafoam colored stuff, too. So actually, you know what? I think I would probably opt to say that the seafoam is my favorite. Seafoam? Oh, yeah. All
0: right. So. Fuck, yeah. Um, so as gloria said that's all the questions you have today is there anything that you would like to plug
2: um we yeah again comes out on friday um we do have a, a few shows happening here next week uh, spokane uh, april 7th in spokane april 8th in portland and then april 9th in boise so those will be some good shows uh if anyone is in those areas i don't know when you guys are releasing this but um
0: we don't either uh,
2: <laughs> Well, we have some shows. We also have some shows coming up at the end of June and beginning of July um, with with Lightworker and Bloodlines. So that's going to be fun. And we also have some stuff trying to get figured out for you know fall as far as you know some shows as well. So stick around for those announcements whenever those get figured out. So Hell yeah.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for now. This has been Dawson from the ongoing concept, and we have been the Good Noise Podcast.